Welcome to People Bring Profit into the Storm of Hospitality, where our goals are to walk you into the storm of this business to give you the confidence to win. My name is Chris Alexa, CEO and founder of Aspire to Be Hospitality Group, and I'm joined by my wife, Kimberly Alexa, and Justin Smith, both part of our executive and leadership team. We came from nothing. Now we own and operate 15 restaurants over six different unique brands and many more to come. We're doing over 40 million per year in revenue and we want to share how we did it with you. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to People Bring Profits, our great little podcast right here. So uh, we've been focusing on some things and again, we told our story. Now it's time to tell our story. Like we told the company story, now it's tell our personal story. So um, I guess it's my turn today. So uh, today's episode is going to be, who are we? And it's important that each person that's watching this podcast, that downloads this podcast, really knows who myself is, who Kimberly is, and who Justin is, and the house that built us. And today is is mine, right? Yeah, yeah, you're up. It's me up. Okay, so um, it's important that we share this because you know, again, as we put this podcast out here, we're doing this to try to give back. You know, we're doing this to try to show others that it, there's no wrong way, right way. Right, we've made mistakes. We've we've hit some home runs, but this is how we did it. This is how we built this company and how we continue to grow. So it's kind of important who, how we share that. So um, today it's me. So um, here we go, Chris Alexa. Let's see. I started out as a young kid. My mom and dad divorced when I was a younger. I still remember that day when that happened, and I kind of grew up a mother. Uh, I had one brother. Um, I guess we're called half brothers. Yeah, you know, because uh, separate dads, uh, same mother. You know, my dad kind of it worked a lot, so didn't wasn't around the house a lot. I did spend weekends with him every other weekend. Great father with that part of it. Mother was a loving mother. It was awesome, you know, for me, um, man. Um, but I didn't grow up in the, the the home that, you know, everybody dreams of, right? Lived in multiple, multiple houses. My mother was, I've had many, many uh, stepdads yeah. that we can count. I think she was married five times. Did have some abuse issues with alcohol and things. Lived in some very, very bad neighborhoods that you definitely didn't walk around at night. So just kind of grew up that way and just grew up at a young age knowing that I, I wanted to be something. I did not want to live that life. Even watching my mom drink alcohol and, and be that way, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't drink alcohol. You know, I didn't drink alcohol in high school. I remember going with you on dates and we'd go to parties and I'd bring a Dr. Pepper because that was the cool to drink for myself back then. But, you know, I, I just always had a, you know. Don't be throwing me under the bus now. My family's going to be watching yeah, this. They true. did not realize that I had alcohol you, before you, I was 21. <laughs> you drank Dr. Pepper with me too. So those are high school days, right? Those yes. are the good days when that was actually not as a bad thing to do because it wasn't so yeah. bad back then. Yeah. But, um, you Carry know, on. I guess growing up, man, I just, I just witnessed stuff in my life that I, I did not want to ever see. Wow, so you grew up real fast. Grew up fast, yeah. yes. And just, you know, understanding what money and what it took to, you know, my mom was on food stamps. I still remember the day going grocery shopping and being so embarrassed when we'd get up there mm-hmm. and seeing her tear those little things off. Nothing bad about that. Some people need that. And it's a trophy for me, right? It's not a bad thing. So, you know, I think that's what started with me, man. It's just, I just always noticed that I, I wanted to do something different. I started working at a younger age. I remember going to Walmart, applying, lying on my application and saying I was 16 because you had to be 16 to work there. And that was the day of the punch cards. Yeah. So, um, you know, you didn't have these digital computers, you know, like you do now. So it took like a, a couple of pay periods for my social security number to catch up with my date of birth. And I remember the manager calling me and said, 
Chris, um, how old are you? And I, I can't lie. You know, every, my kids pick on me. They'll dad, you're lying. And I remember like, oh, 15. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, hey, you're going to sit in trouble, man. You got to be 16 to work here. And I was like, oh, am I in trouble? He said, no, but just come back in three weeks. And that's when you turn 16, you can work. So I started working at a young age. And I remember getting my paychecks and, and cash in it and giving my mom half of what I made. I, I still remember that to this day, just to help her pay bills. You know, another trophy for me. And, and I growing up now, you know, going to Little League sports and stuff, nothing against my mom and dad. They both, you know, my dad was busy doing his thing and my mom was busy, of course, doing other things. But I remember, um, you know, getting a ride in the back of a truck to Little League practice. I remember getting out of f- baseball games and Little League and sitting on the curb waiting for somebody to pick me up. And not a bad thing. I was never, like, depressed about that. Never thought, like, ah, something's wrong with my life. I just remembered I don't want to be that way. With, with my kids and you know high school football games I remember you know parent night you know mom can you show up please it's senior night can you be here it's parent night kind of thing and just remember those days and, and coming off the football field you know I didn't have the support there I didn't have you know somebody there to tell me hey you did good you did bad again I didn't get, get pressed about it. it didn't make me go you know mental crazy about it I've only known you the past four years, but I mean, you're at every single waking moment for your family and your kids. And yeah. I mean, you, you're a part of everything. So you, you've paid that back and it's turned you into a resilient man and yeah. um, being a part of that. So sorry to interrupt. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a trophy, it's, you, Justin. It is. And and Kim laughs at me because watching my kids grow up in sports and, and, and you know, when the game ended, you know, when the game's end in high school, pe- parents go down to the fence and they yeah. wait, take pictures with the kids. Kim would laugh at me because it would be like five minutes left and 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 I'm going down. I'm getting my chair. I'm folding up. Kim goes, just let him go. He likes to be the first there. Yeah. And I want to be there for my kids and just to let them know that. And and, and I've learned that. And just it's just one of those trophies, man, that built me. Yeah. So, um, man, just growing up in high school, this is a pivotal moment for me. So when I went to high school, I wasn't a great student. If if when I remember meeting Kim, we'd walk down the hall. I would say. She's like, oh, I hope I made an A in that test. I'm like, oh, I hope I made a 69.7. I hope I passed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just rounds to seven. So I continued to play baseball, uh, football, and sports and things. Um, but, you know, I remember this one point in my life when I, I was always in the principals. I wasn't a bad student. It's, I just kind of fought a lot and just took up for myself and maybe show up to class late, you know, kind of things. Maybe no, miss school. Miss the school a lot. Yeah. Um, so I remember going to the principal's office one time, and it was for some incident that happened, and I was sitting in the conference room, and his wife chalkboard was on the door wall and they had a bunch of names on it and I saw the title at the top that they wrote and I knew what it meant but I asked the principal there's like five kids around principal vice principal counselor whatever I was like hey why is my name on the board they're like we're not talking about that we're talking about this incident happened in the parking lot who did who did this it wasn't me but why is my name on the board and he said well you know what that's the dropout list I was like dropout list so yeah you're, you you know, we we categorize kids we think you're gonna be a dropout why do you think I'm going to drop out? Well, because you're not a good student. Well, why I'm not a good student? And immediately I knew that they were judging me because society told them that I was probably going to drop out because I didn't have a good mother. I didn't, you know, didn't have a, a family that supported me. I didn't have rules at home. I didn't have a curfew. I didn't, I would never get homework. <laughs> and uh, I barely passed. And, and, that, and that point right there, I remember seeing that and that sticks in my main brain and I'm like, watch this. I'm going to prove to you you all wrong, you know, that I I am going to be somebody special in life. Meeting Kim in my life. I remember Kim, you know, coming in my life. We're high school sweethearts. Let's say that. And that uh, I knew Kim in eighth grade. And man, she was- Did Kim know you? 
Eighth grade, she did not. Uh, <laughs> I sat right beside her in computer class. Still to this day, I tell her all the time, God, you were like, you were like sitting right beside me and it's like, just stare at her. And she's like, uh, I, don't I don't even remember you in that class. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so bad. Remember, I yeah. was offensive yeah. lineman. So uh, at that time, uh, she was dating the quarterback. So, yeah. you know, I didn't know him. Yeah, head cheerleader, or cheerleader dating the quarterback. I had it's to. Just, yeah, it's just one of those things. So, um, you know, a pivotal moment in my life is when, uh, you know, uh, we started hanging around together, and a friend of mine started kind of introducing us to really, or introducing her to me. I knew her already. But then uh, I remember when we started going out, you know, started going out, and she asked, told me, uh, hey, if I want to date you, what church do you go to? I said, uh, I don't go to church. She said, well, to go, to, for me to date you, I really got to go to church. I was like, oh, well, heck yeah, to date a girl like that, I'll go to church with you every Sunday. So she introduced me to the Lord. And every Sunday I had to go to church uh, with her and her grandmother. And it was awesome, changing moment for me too, that really introduced me to God and how important he is in my life and how he leads me and all this stuff in the past was really just building me up. So graduated from high school, barely graduated late in, uh, you know, a year late from high school because I didn't have the grade still. Kim signed me up for college, went to college for about a year. I think I passed health. Yeah, or a semester. I'm not sure. But did you make it a year? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think you made I'd a semester. semester. But again, there's no pledge. pictures in the book. There's no Justin. pictures. Yeah. No pictures. <laughs> and I, I didn't have the money, man. I didn't have the money because I was supporting myself and my mom wasn't paying and um, just didn't have the means of doing it. But, uh, you know, I started work in young and just building myself. I used to watch people, you know, drive past me in nice cars dress nicely, live nicely, have nice homes that they didn't have to worry about going home at night. And I just always said, you know, I want that. I want those. I, you know, I want that kind of life. I want that kind of car. I want that kind of boat. You know, I just wanted that life. Ambitions, yeah. Ambitions, it just drove me. It's just my trophies. And I think society's changing people these days to say it's, it's you know, you don't want to escalate. No, I want that escalate. Because if you can violate escalate, hopefully you can give a lot back to communities and help others and That's you know right. donate. And so the more you make, the more you can give. So at that point in life, yeah, it's it's what kind of changed me and, and really what built me up. And, you know, me and Kim kind of grew up in life. And, you know, I, I just always worked. I started working at a grocery store when I was in well, Walmart. Then I went to a grocery store. I started you know, at that time and right after, during high school, I was working at a, uh, you know, delivering uh, groceries to a car. And I realized really quickly to talk to people, the more you talk to people, the more they tipped you. And I was like, wow. So I said the same story, I don't know, 10 times. Hey, how's the weather today? Oh, it's supposed gosh. to rain. How's the weather? And, you know, the lady would give me 50 cents. And it's just like, man, I had $5 at the end of the day. It's like, this is really good. Back then, that was great. So I realized that. And then I started working for a furniture store. And I, I realized then I had a gift to gab a little bit because I realized when I was delivering this furniture, it was a solid wood furniture store. We'd deliver these big, heavy entertainment centers. We'd la- deliver them up these stairs. And yeah, the, the manager, the owner at the time came back and said, man, you're really good with people. You're always talking to people, and they always give you great compliments when they tell us how your delivery went. I was like, well, Clint, I, I carried this. We carried this 500-pound entertainment center upstairs, and I convinced them that the scratch on it is supposed to be there, and it looks it's great. Character. Gives yeah. you character. <laughs> yeah. It's solid wood. That's a, you know, that's a lightning strike or something. <laughs> and it's to keep me from having to carry it back downstairs. <laughs> So um, that was a good point, but that was another person in my life that kind of built me too because um, th- at the time, the owner, he was a younger guy, had a young family. He was a little league coach to his kids, you know, had a great family life, great house, beautiful cars, and he was the owner of this business. And he came to work when he wanted to. He dressed how he wanted to. And so I kind of watched him, and I just always looked at him. And I, that's one thing I always do. 
And you said this too. We all say this. I kind of always lose people and like judge them. Like, okay, how do they dress? How do they look? What do they drive? How do they talk to people? How do they, how do, what do I like and what don't I like? And that's, I took this person. It's like making the best recipe. Take this person, the good, the good, the good. Eh, Take the bad out of this, bad out of this. You don't want that. So that's what I did. And I watched him and I said, man, I want to be this like this guy one day. And I kind of got moved up in the company uh, from a delivery driver to uh, being a salesman. Remember he asked me to be a salesman, but, um, and I thought, yeah, I'd love this. You know, it gives me an opportunity to kind of grow in the business. And he became a salesman selling this furniture store again, knowing that, hey, the more I talk to these people, the more they buy and the more commission I make. And again, I said, hey, this is awesome. And I kind of just, no education, just but just a drive and desire. I got a promotion. He's like, man, you're really good at talking to people. You're really good. And like, I always set the store up. It was always, you know, once a month, I would change where the tables were, where the bookcases were. Because I have an envision of, of like what it kind of looks like and kind of decorating too. Because it's like, hey, put this plant over here, put this chair over here kind of thing. And it kind of it shipped, it understood that in business, in the furniture business, so you kind of change things up, makes it look different. So um, he asked me one day, he said, hey, would you like to manage the store? Now, it's going to be in front of the house management, not the business side, but the front, like ordering and, and scheduling the people. So, I, yeah, I'd love to. Never a promotion. So I did that and kind of ran the store for a couple of years. And proud to say that that store, I felt like when I took it over, we grew and doubled in size and, and sales and um, was really good at what, what I did. But And then that's me and Kim always had a mission. And we got married. We had a, you know, a drive to always open our own business. Yeah. I think you really pushed me. It was like, hey, what's your goals in life? I said, well, I want to own my own business and, I, you know, I want to too. And um, that was our, our goal in life. And then I remember after, you know, I made a promise to her when we got married. It said, what are you going to do with your life? Because you always challenge me. You always push me. And now it's every, everybody needs that in their life. Everybody needs somebody to really push them and help them get to where they get. And um, you always said that. Said, hey, you always promised me that you're going to do something with your life and be a furniture salesman. So me and Kim started shopping around, man, and started looking for furniture for um, a franchise concepts, concepts, yeah. and going to the bookstore. And mm-hmm. um, we bought into our first one uh, called Quiznos. Yeah, boy, yeah. did they make a good sub back then. Oh, they did. Yeah. I the hear they're best. making a comeback. Somebody <laughs> told me that day. I wish they would. Yeah. I wish yeah. they'd come right back here in <laughs> Southeast Texas. Hey, everyone, real quick. If you enjoy listening to us, why not give us a good rating or review? This would mean the world to us, and sharing it with your family and friends would be just awesome. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. So we we bought our first Quiznos, you know. Uh, it took a lot of, uh, luckily, you know, with Kim's past, she had saved up a little bit of money, and it's an important thing, you know, you got to have money to make money. And, and when we bought our first Quiznos, I remember we applied for Buffalo Wild Wings first. Cause yeah, we did. That was a big thing for us. We mm-hmm. went to Buffalo Wild Wings on a trip to Houston. Me and Kim fell in love with it. This was right when we were looking for, like, a concept. And we're like, man, we could. We were do dreaming. That. We were dreaming. We yeah. were just so in love with this place. It was in the um in in Houston Rice Village. Rice Village mm-hmm. Set there, man. It was packed out. It was our first true experience of a Buffalo Wild Wings. Line out the door. You were at the counter, man. You know, big tall beers. It was just the coolest thing mm-hmm. ever. So we applied for that place, and they granted us the right. We had no money. Yeah, it's just a little bit saved. Ex- no experience in this business. Um, so. Kim being the smart person, she is like, hey, maybe we should start smaller, you know, and, and grow and start with the Quiznos. And, and that's where we kind of started at. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we got into Quiznos and, you know, Kim was being a nurse. We opened our first Quiznos. Again, this is where it starts, guys. I worked every day. 
open that store, close that store every day and learn the business. And then Kim, we had decided to open a second store. She quit her job of being a nurse. You're going to learn a lot more of Kim on her bio. And she started and started working at the second Quiznos. As we did that, we uh, decided to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings, apply for Buffaloes. And uh, so we sold both of our Quiznos and bought our first Buffaloes and sunk all that money back into that. Kind of went broke again because Buffaloes wasn't as popular as it is now, built it in our hometown and again, worked every day, every day. And I'm, and it's just, it was a struggle because this business is tough. And you know, at that time we were starting a young family, but um, I want to fast forward to some, some pivotal moments in my life. In that time I worked every day and Kim was trying to stay home and raise our kids that we had. And when we got to that point, she always says, you're working too hard. You're working too hard. You're missing life. You're missing our kids' life. We're missing our relationship. And God taught me another lesson at that point. I remember one day I came home and Kim said, I got a knot in my neck. And, and Kim was like, made a kind of a joke being a nurse and, you know, you might have lymphoma. Oh, I remember it. Where we were sitting at yes. when you at the table, we were in a rent house and you said, Kim, feel this knot in my neck. I've had this knot. And I just felt it. And I'm like, it's probably lymphoma. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. But you had that instinct and you pursued the knot. Well, because so. you said that to me. So for months, you know, I went to many doctors and local doctors. Oh, you got a, just an ear infection or got something, an infection, a we cold. We treated you for mono. Mono, all kind of stuff. Antibiotics. But God just always kept knocking on my door. And But again, I want to go back and say this that is because Kim was telling me to slow down in life. I was trying to, we had opened a couple of uh, buffaloes at the time. We were on our, her actually fourth buffaloes at the time. And I was so focused in business and just trying to build the company. And I was forgetting what's important in life. And that's my family. And 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 what's important that I got to, you know, be there, not just be there for the company. And so when coming to find out, I mean, after a lot of tests, finally, you know, finally talked somebody into doing a biopsy and come to find out it was... Uh, Follicular lymphoma. I was diagnosed with that and went. Kim sent me to the best hospital in, in the world, MD Anderson, and um, was treated for that. And um, six months of rounds of chemo. Went, got pasty white, hair fell out. Hope nobody ever shows that bald-headed picture. But yeah, that's where I kind of started at. And with that walk, and it showed me that God told me to slow down. Slow down a little bit and enjoy life and understand there's more importance. It's just growth. It's what my vision is for you. So, um, yeah, I think that's what changed me, too, dramatically, changed my wife with Kimberly, how we kind of look at things. You know, went through that walk. I remember opening Port Arthur, Buffalo yeah, Wild Yeah, you're sitting here saying, slow down, slow down, but you, you've you always been, uh, well, yeah. you've always been pushing so hard, man. Yeah. Like, getting chemo, down. opening up Port Arthur. Uh, yeah. it, it was slowing down in, in, in your world. because you, yeah, yeah. you, work, you work so fast, Uh <laughs> But man, yeah, yeah, chemo you know, in Port Arthur. Chemo in Port Arthur. <laughs> had my chemo bag yeah. on, and we opened the Port Arthur store. And I remember the training unit, the training team was there, and um, Mitchell Kelly was there and saying, "Dude, you don't need to be here." So you're crazy. This is my store opening. I need to support my team. I need to show them that I'm here for them. And I remember opening lunch, and then I'd go sleep in the truck because I was so tired. Because that chemo make you tired. And I'd get up and work at dinner. And Kim was like, "When are you coming home?" But she knew that was what I like to do, and that was what our give back and you know into the company to show if if, we're, if they're going to do it, we're going to do it. So you know, but again, it kind of changed my life, and it's kind of what built me, man. It's kind of what drove me to do what I want to do, and 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 shows me that that's a trophy for me. Back then, it was very depressing to me, but it was it's what drove me, and it's what made who I am today. 
And I go back to that two moments that I kind of go back and kind of think what the, the house that built me. And, I, you know, at that time, you talked about sports. You know, I was coaching Little League football because that was my dream, Little League baseball. And I think I was pretty good at it. Cause we yeah, used you to, are. We used to win a lot of games. You know, but I remember those moments that it's important because when you talk about the isms, that's what kind of taught me. And we won a lot of Little, little League football. I love football. And we won a lot of games, and we coached some great kids. They're, you know, out in college right now. They're playing some great football. and But that's what taught me. I'd go a season 9-1 and one and make it to they call the Super Bowl or what. But I never focused on wins. I'd always focus on a loss. I always go back and watch the game in my mind, in my head. Why did I lose that game? What did I do wrong? I should have did this. I shouldn't have did that. I, and, and, you know, and, and, and that's where I focus on. I never focused on the wins. I always focused on the losses. And I think that's what kind of really changed who I am today also because that's how I built myself in those games. But as life goes forward, you know, you got to take, and that's where this comes from, in, into the storm. You know, I don't have the, that shirt on today, but that's one of our mottos. And that's been a mine and Kim's motto for years, yeah. into the storm of a buffalo's. When you focus on that, we've had many a storms in our life, and it could be personal, it could be business, that you, instead of running from it, you run towards it and go through it quicker. I'm experiencing that now in life again. I mean, uh, I thought, okay, I'm 12 years clean from my quit from my uh, cancer, and I have to go every year for the kind of cancer treatment or cancer that I had. Uh, I was told a long time, Kim said it's stuck in my head. I uh, was told a long time ago, it's not if, it's when it comes back. And so 12 years clean in April of cancer, of my lymphoma. But again, God has a way of showing you things. And it, and it's a miracle kind of my life. I had uh, some pain somewhere. I thought I had a kidney stone and it wasn't a kidney stone. They checked that out. Then they thought it was a gallstone. Checked that out. But during all these CAT scans, they they luckily they found this um a spot in my bladder. And was it six weeks ago? Yeah. About eight weeks ago now. Uh, yeah. About eight weeks ago, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer. Mm -hmm. And Kim asked me, and a lot of people asked me, how do you do it? How do you do it? And it's like, it's an end to the storm. You know, you just got to face it. But was blessed that I had surgery, exploratory surgery, and they found out that it was a tumor and they removed it as I was sleeping. And, um, but we caught it really early. Even the doctors were surprised how early we caught it because God was knocking on my... Like, hey, it's, it's, you got a pain, but it's not here. It's not here. It's really here because there was no symptoms. But, you know, so I was diagnosed again with bladder cancer. So two-time cancer, I, I pick on my family a lot say, hey, I got cancer again. You got to make fun of that kind of stuff. But it's what builds you and what makes you and, and enjoy your life as you're here and, and the, the time you have with your family and what. But keep growing and keep pushing ahead. So that kind of sums it up, you know, who I am. You know, there's a lot more to it, but this is just kind of skims across the top. I don't want to bore too many people with it. But again, what I want to push out to people is just because you don't have I mean, college education, please go do it. I tell my kids, go do it because it makes it a lot easier. So I sit on these big boards and go to these big meetings with a lot of highly educated people. Sometimes I say the wrong words, say them <laughs> when I shouldn't say that one, should have said this one. Um, that's okay. That's who I am. That's right. That's yeah, who I am. Genuine, real, you know, heart on your sleeve. You, yeah. you've, got, you've got the experience to back up being in those rooms. That's what people want. They, they, they yeah. want authenticity and, and realness. And that's what you're going to get with Chris all the time. Yeah, you that's your drive. And that's me. That's a trophy. Yeah. Everything that's happened in my life is not a negative. 
it's a positive, right? I look at those things just like trophies on the wall. I take them down like you do in the old days. You look at, oh, I remember when I played this. I remember that. That's trophies in my life that are could a lot of people could make negatives because of what drove me. That name on the board could have could have ruined my life, right? Could I could have dropped out from school and just you know been a nomad. And but but no, God had a different plan for me, and I had a plan for myself, and that was to be successful. And I think that's where I want to teach people today. And 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 when I go to high schools and talk to kids. Kids need to go to college. But if you cannot, you know, I couldn't. wasn't built that way. That doesn't define who you're going to be. You can be a business owner just like I am. You could be the most successful person that, you know, that, that you want to be. But it has to determine with you. It has to be who you, what you want to be. And now it's not going to be given to you. You got to work no, for it. You got to aspire to be yes. better every single day. Yeah. That's what that's what you did in your you own gotta, journey. You got to you got to see the vision at what you want to be and go for it and don't quit and you're going to fail. You're going to fail many a times. Just fail forward as we say in our company. So I, I want to don't let society dictate who you are. And don't let other people tell you what you're going to be one day. Show them all wrong. I love it that I get to see principals and teachers and they look at me and still scratch their heads like and I look at it, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing what a human being that God's created our mind and heart and soul to really want what you want and go get it. And this the country, this country is the greatest country in the world. Absolutely. Please do not let the media tell you it's not. Our constitution's a great constitution. It's just a lot of people got involved in it, politicians that screwed it up, right? Because you can go get whatever you want. I didn't have education. I didn't have the, the name of a family. I didn't have the financial backing of a family. Neither did this one, but we desire to want more. And that's what's out there for you. If you're allowed to go get it. So yeah. I want to preach that, you know, I want yeah. to preach that to a lot of people. So, um, yeah, that's me. That's you. Now you're leading a company of we're, we're going to hit a thousand employees next year. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, you're, you're leading in, uh, when you say fall forward and, you know, focusing on the losses, you do that in such a positive way, whether it's with our business or with dealing with cancer or with family or just being a mentor and a leader for, you know, Kim and I. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's it, it's, uh, it's a special day for us as a company. You know, it's every day special to us that I wake up and get to come in here and work beside my beautiful wife every day and, and, and work beside you and work beside some of the greatest talent that we have. And everyone that seems like they work for us has a story. Yeah. And, and I love that, you know, beautiful. when you have negatives in your life, those are the ones that you can really, if you can hone in on that, that can drive you to who you are today. And it's such an advantage, such an advantage. So, hey, yes, thank sir. you guys. I appreciate you listening to that yes. boring part of our life. But I hope it inspires others that you don't have to have everything given to you and you can go get what you want. So, hey, go like our podcast. If you want any more details about myself or Justin or Kim, please reach out in comments and we'll reach right back out to you and give you more. But thank you again for uh, watching this and uh, see you soon, guys. Thanks. Thanks.